European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance. Volume 43, Issue 13. Focus Issue, Interventional Cardiology. By Editor-in-Chief, Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Percutaneous Coronary Intervention versus Coronary Artery Bypass Graft. The saga continues. This issue opens with The Year in Cardiovascular Medicine 2021 Imaging Contribution from Chiara Bucciarelli Ducci and colleagues from the Royal Brompton and Harefield NHS Foundation Trust in London, United Kingdom. The authors point out that cardiovascular imaging continues to play an important role in improving risk stratification and management in patients with cardiovascular disease. In 2021, COVID-19 continued to impact the healthcare landscape, resulting in reduced access to hospital-based cardiovascular care for acute presentations, including reduced routine diagnostic cardiovascular testing. Imaging played a key role in the understanding of the presence and extent of myocardial damage caused by the coronavirus infection. What has dominated the imaging literature beyond the pandemic is novel data on valvular heart disease, the increasing use of artificial intelligence applied to imaging, and the use of advanced imaging modalities in both ischemic heart disease and cardiac amyloidosis. The increasing volume and richness of healthcare data collected during routine clinical practice have not yet translated into significant numbers of actionable insights that have systematically improved patient outcomes. An evidence practice gap continues to exist in healthcare. In a special article entitled Nudging Within Learning Health Systems Next Generation Decision Support to Improve Cardiovascular Care. Yang Chen and colleagues from the University College London in the United Kingdom contest that this gap can be reduced by assessing the use of nudge theory as part of Clinical Decision Support Systems, or CDSS. Deploying nudges to modify clinician behaviour and improve adherence to guideline-directed therapy represents an underused tool in bridging the evidence practice gap. In conjunction with electronic health records, and newer devices, including artificial intelligence algorithms that are increasingly integrated within learning health systems, nudges such as CDSS alerts should be iteratively tested for all stakeholders involved in health decision-making, clinicians, researchers, and patients alike. Not only could they improve the implementation of known evidence, but the true value of nudging could lie within areas where traditional randomized control trials are lacking and where clinical equipoise and variation dominate. The opportunity to test CDSS nudge alerts and their ability to standardize behavior in the face of uncertainty may generate novel insights and improve patient outcomes in areas of clinical practice without a robust evidence base. Thus, a learning health system with nudge, CDSS, and artificial intelligence-powered analyses can form core parts of the learning cycle. Nudges within CDSS can be used to either promote better adherence to guideline-directed therapy or test new hypotheses whenever there is clinical equipoise, identified through variation in clinical practice owing to the lack of robust evidence in that context. This issue then continues with a focus on interventional cardiology, 
Percutaneous coronary intervention, or PCI, is regarded as the standard of care for patients with non-complex single-vessel coronary artery disease, who remain symptomatic despite optimal medical therapy. Conversely, in patients with medium or high anatomical complexity, which involves all three vessels, coronary artery bypass graft, or cabbage surgery, continues to be the recommended modality of revascularization. The Syntax-2 study evaluated the impact of advances in PCI integrated into a single revascularization strategy on outcomes of patients with de novo three-vessel disease, or 3VD. In a fast-track clinical research article entitled Five-Year Outcomes After State-of-the-Art Percutaneous Coronary Revascularization in Patients with de novo three-vessel disease, final results of the Syntax-2 study. Adrian Banning and colleagues from the John Ratcliffe Hospital in Oxford, United Kingdom, employed decision-making utilising the Syntax Score 2, use of coronary physiology, thin-strut biodegradable polymer drug-eluting stents, intravascular ultrasound, enhanced treatments of chronic total occlusions, and optimised medical therapy. Patients treated with this approach were compared with predefined patients from the Syntax 1 trial. Syntax-2 was a multi-center, single-arm, open-label study of patients requiring revascularization who demonstrated clinical equipoise for treatment with either cabbage or PCI predicted by the Syntax score 2. The primary endpoint was major adverse cardiac and cerebrovascular events, or MACE, which included any revascularization. The comparators were a matched PCI cohort trial and a matched cabbage cohort both from the Syntax-1 trial. At five years, the MACE rate in Syntax-2 was significantly lower than in the Syntax-1 PCI cohort, 21% versus 36%, P being less than 0.001. All-course mortality was lower in Syntax-2, 8.1% versus 13.8%, P equaling 0.013, reflecting a lower rate of cardiac death. 2.8% versus 8.4%, P being less than 0.001. MACE in Syntax 2 and predefined patients in the Syntax 1 cabbage cohort were similar, 21.5% versus 24.6%, P equaling 0.35. The authors conclude that the use of the Syntax 2 PCI strategy in patients with de novo 3VD led to improved and durable clinical results when compared with predefined patients treated with PCI in the original Syntax-1 trial. A predefined exploratory analysis found no significant difference in MACE between Syntax-2 PCI and matched Syntax-1 cabbage patients at five-year follow-up. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Zayed Al-Mazoug and Robert Yeh from the Richard A. and Susan F. Smith Center for Outcomes Research in Cardiology at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. The authors point out that overall, the Syntax 2 study confirms how development in PCI technology and techniques have translated into better outcomes since the Syntax 1 trial. The results of the exploratory analysis comparing state-of-the-art PCI with historical cabbage emphasize the need for a more contemporary randomized trial that accounts for the recent advancements 
in both PCI and cabbage. More importantly, for patients to realise the benefits of a decade's worth of advancement in the science of PCI, interventional cardiologists need to firmly commit themselves to incorporating the contemporary best practices that their patients deserve. It is well recognised that patients with diabetes mellitus represent a high-risk subset. In particular, they are at high risk of adverse events after PCI, with no differences in outcomes between most contemporary drug-eluting stents. The Create Evo stent releases a formulation of sirolimus with an amphiphilic carrier from laser-dug wells and has shown clinical benefits in diabetes. In a second fast-track clinical research article entitled Amphilimus versus Zotarolimus eluting stents in patients with diabetes mellitus and coronary artery disease, the SUGAR trial. Rafael Romoguera and colleagues from the University of Barcelona in Spain aim to compare Create Evo stents with Resolute Onyx stents, a contemporary polymer-based Zotarolimus eluting stent, in patients with diabetes. This investigator-initiated, randomized controlled, assessor-blinded trial at 23 sites in Spain enrolled eligible diabetic patients requiring PCI. A total of 1,175 patients were randomly assigned one-to-one -to, -one to receive Create Evo or Resolute Onyx stents. The primary endpoint was target lesion failure, defined as a composite of cardiac death, target vessel myocardial infarction, and clinically indicated target lesion revascularization at one year follow-up. The trial had a non-inferiority design with a 4% margin for the primary endpoint. A superiority analysis was planned if non-inferiority was confirmed. There were 106 primary events, 42 or 7.2% in the Create Evo group, and 64 or 10.9% in the Resolute Onyx group, hazard ratio, or HR, 0.65, P non-inferiority less than 0.001, P superiority equaling 0.030. Probable or definite stent thrombosis and all-cause death were not significantly different between groups. The authors conclude that in patients with diabetes, Creativo stents were non-inferior to Resolute Onyx stents regarding the target lesion failure composite outcome. An exploratory analysis for superiority at one year suggests that Creativo stents might be superior to Resolute Onyx stents regarding the same outcome. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Robert Byrne, Iman Shu Rai, and Roshin Kolaran from the Department of Cardiology and Cardiovascular Research Institute, or CVRI, Dublin, in Ireland. The authors conclude that the limitations mentioned above notwithstanding, the results of the trial are difficult to dismiss. While further replication in additional patient cohorts would be important, the findings appear robust enough to stand on their own for now. Stent design modifications are often hypothesized to confer incremental advantages in clinical performance. Not infrequently, however, the promise fails to deliver, when put to the test in an objective clinical investigation. In the case of the SUGAR trial, the combination of unmet clinical need, iterative development of stent technology, and positive data from an independently conducted study 
produces a compelling narrative that will challenge clinicians to confront the topic of stent choice in patients with diabetes. The choice between single or multiple arterial bypass graft surgery is still debated. In a clinical research article entitled Single or Multiple Arterial Bypass Graft Surgery versus Percutaneous Coronary Intervention in Patients with Three-Vessel or Left Main Coronary Artery Disease. Rose Davierwala and colleagues from the Toronto General Hospital in Canada sought to compare long-term all-cause mortality between patients receiving PCI and cabbage using multiple arterial grafting, or MAG, or single arterial grafting, or SAG. The current study is a post-hoc analysis of the Syntax Extended Survival Study, which compared PCI and cabbage in patients with 3VD and or left main coronary artery disease, or LMCAD, and evaluated survival with greater than or equal to 10 years of follow-up. The primary endpoint was all-cause mortality at maximum follow-up, median 11.9 years, assessed in the as-treated population. Of the 1,743 patients, 901 or 52% underwent PCI, 532 or 30% received SAG, and 310 or 18% had MAG. All-cause death occurred in 34%, 33% and 23% of patients in the PCI, SAG and MAG groups respectively, B being less than 0.001. MAG, adjusted HR 0.66, but not SAG, adjusted HR 0.83, was associated with significantly lower all-cause mortality compared with PCI. In patients with revascularization of all major myocardial territories, a positive correlation was observed between the number of myocardial territories receiving arterial grafts and survival p-trend equaling 0.003. The authors indicate that their findings suggest that MAG might be the more desirable configuration for cabbage to achieve lower long-term all-cause mortality than PCI in patients with 3VD and or LMCAD. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Joanna Chickway from the Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, California, USA and Ottavio Alfieri from the San Rafael University Hospital in Milan, Italy. Chigwe and Alfieri conclude that major methodological limitations largely explain the discordance between the author's findings and those of four landmark randomized trials that consistently show significant and substantial event-free survival benefits with cabbage compared with PCI in patients with multivessel disease, left main stem disease, and diabetes. A large randomized trial incorporating newer generation drug-eluting stents and antiplatelet therapy, advances in intravascular imaging, and more complete revascularization could answer the very valid question concerning the long-term superiority of multi-arterial revascularization over PCI that this post-hoc analysis of syntax cannot adequately address. In a clinical research article entitled Cost-Effectiveness Analysis of Left Atrial Appendage Occlusion in Patients with Atrial Fibrillation and Contraindication to Oral Anticoagulation, 
Frieda Labori and colleagues from the University of Gothenburg in Sweden sought to estimate the cost-effectiveness of percutaneous left atrial appendage occlusion, or LAAO, compared with standard stroke prevention care for patients with atrial fibrillation, or AF, and contraindication to oral anticoagulation, or OAC, in a Swedish healthcare and public sector perspective. Labori and colleagues used a combined decision tree and cohort Markov model to estimate costs and quality-adjusted life years, or qualies, over a lifetime horizon with LAAO compared with standard of care where the treatment effect is based on a recent meta-analysis. According to their analysis, LAAO gives more qualies than standard of care, 7.11 versus 6.12. Furthermore, LAAO treatment is related to the first-year cost of €14,984 and higher average healthcare costs over the lifetime by about €4,010, which gives an incremental cost-effectiveness ratio of LAAO versus standard of care at €4,047 per gained quali. From a public sector perspective, LAAO reduces average cost due to substantial reductions in long-term care, and thus implies that LAAO is dominant from a public sector perspective, lower average costs and better healthcare outcomes. The authors conclude that LAAO can be considered cost-effective compared with standard of care for individuals with AF and contraindication to OAC. However, these results must be confirmed in health economic evaluations alongside the ongoing randomized clinical trials. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Amnit Sandhu and Paul Verosi from the University of Colorado in Aurora, Colorado, USA. The authors conclude that with significant growth in the use of LAAO worldwide, additional cost-effectiveness analyses in other countries and with different model inputs will be important to determine whether LAAO is similarly cost-effective elsewhere in validation or refutation of the findings of Labori and colleagues. This issue is also complemented by a discussion forum contribution in a commentary entitled 10-Year Survival is Not Survivors at 10 Years. Karim Bedier from the Cardiothoracic and Vascular Surgery Associates in Mobile, Alabama, USA, comment on the recent publication, 10-Year All-Cause Death After Percutaneous or Surgical Revascularization in Diabetic Patients with Complex Coronary Artery Disease by Rutao Wang and colleagues from the National University of Ireland. Our weekly journal scan editors I've also discussed this paper in a recent contribution. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.